Hello, this is Feather, and you are listening to Splintercast Reads Words of Radiance. We are on chapter 64, Treasures. Um, this is probably going to be my last chapter of the night. I know I didn't read very much tonight, but oh, I have classes tomorrow, so it needs to be a short night. Um, uh, so, uh, Epigraph says, yes, I'm disappointed perpetually, as you put it. Um, I wonder if that's a shout-out to the last letter. We should check, because that could be our link to completely confirm that, yes, this is a response to the letter which was probably written by Hoyd. Um, anyway. So, Shalon icon, but we're with Kaladin. I'm seeing a lot more of, like, each chapter not being a single character, um so much as, like, flipping between a couple different characters. I kind of like that. I mean, I guess it helps that they're all in the same locale. Um, but I feel like even with Way of Kings, we, unless it was, like, the very end of a part when we were flipping around in the Brandon Avalanche, um, which, not so much here. It's just sort of casual, hey, things are happening. So, anyway. All right, Kaladin. Oh, interesting. So... Huh, it's funny. Back in the chapter where Adolin is dueling Whitespine Uncaged, I theorized that he was, that the chapter was going to refer to Kaladin as a Whitespine, and now he's referring to himself as a Whitespine here. Interesting. They don't do well in captivity. Yeah. Ooh, uh-oh. Not caring about the date. Don't become the wretch again. Don't do it. No, no slave mentality. Come on, you're good. You can do this, Kaladin. You're strong. You got this. Come on, you can do this. I'm interested in, like, how prayer exactly works in Voronism. Because they talk about, you know, maybe the Almighty can still hear prayers when they're not burned. And here Kaladin's talking about how he's praying without even, like, saying words. He's just thinking. Um... Which I'm interested in. What is the significance of burning, then, if it works without it? Hmm. No, one still realizes he's growing dark. What? Oh, it's a crimling. Oh, and we are back to Shalon. So, Amaram is on his way. Darkness. Ooh, so she's just, like, going black. Oh, and she's going to eavesdrop. Interesting. Huh. Dark-eyed man and colon livery. What? Okay, so who is this who's helping Amaram? Good. I'm glad that she hates Amaram, too. <laughs> she keeps using that word for him. I don't know that other people have called him a bastard, but Shalon has used it like three times. Borden. No. I thought you were cool. Dang it. Amaram is calling him Great Prince, so does Amaram know who he is? The treasure. What? We only spoke of the blades once. Ga wait, Gavilar. Gavilar, we have done it. Oh, no. I'm... What? What, is Ga what did Gavilar do? Is this why the Parshendi killed him? Because he was working with Amaram? to do bad thing Is that why they tried to... Are they trying to bring back the desolations? 
so that the heralds would return? Th that seems like a stupid plan. You, you don't cause the apocalypse just in hopes that someone will come save you. Ugh, what is going on here? That's lame and dumb and dumb and lame. Gavilar, why you gotta be stupid? Although Gavilar was reading The Way of Kings. Oh, wait. Is that what did it? Is that he reads The Way of Kings? Here's all these stories about how great the Radiants are. Conspires to bring about a desolation so as to bring back the orders of the Radiants because the world will need them? Oh, that's a really convoluted plan, but I could maybe understand it. God, that seems super dumb, though. Like, such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. And of course, Amaram was in on it. Because... Oh, I remember Amaram and Gavilar were talking to each other when <laughs> Yasna came up in the prologue. Ugh, okay. Hmm, sorry. Alright. It's like a sea of spheres. Hmm. So it's not a lie, it's a... Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So, Eatil is impressed, but Shalon's a radiant. Why did she feel so excited to have the respect of these people? Because they are skilled, and they're recognizing your skill. Yeah, she had earned that respect. See, you can feel proud of that. Seek the truth. Nice. She received a simple message from Reyes. The truth destroys more people than it saves, Vale. But you have proven yourself. You no longer need fear our other members. They have been instructed not to touch you. You are required to get a specific tattoo, a symbol of your loyalty. I will send a drawing. You may add it to your person wherever you wish, but you must prove it to me when next we meet. Welcome to the Ghost Bloods. Hmm. I'm guessing she's not actually going to get the tattoo. She'll just put it on her illusion, right? That seems like the wise course of action here. All right, we do have a interesting little... um. Uh, sketch over here, so let's see. Recollection of the metamorphosis and training will have to resume as if... Okay. Interesting. Okay. Rock lily leaves. To discourage pupation of adult chull, add drops of shellbark oil to the drinking water. Feed chulls shelter for a storm. Sheltering during a high storm remains the most proven method to keep your chulls from pupating. So there's something about the high storms that causes transformation. Which kind of makes me think that the high storms probably have ties to cultivation. Right? Because that sounds like a cultivation-y thing. You go out into the storms and you get cultivated and changed into what you are supposed to become. Interesting. So the metamorphosis of the chull, larva, first pupation, adult chull, second pupation, senescence? So is that dormant? The chull, that almost looks like a plant in that next one. Can that chull move? Doesn't look like it. I mean, it's very big, standing next to that lady, but 
We'll see. The little trolls are kind of cute with their feathery lobster tail. Yeah. Anyway. And I like, I think it's really interesting what's going on up at the top. Looks like um, the trolls do not, I'm guessing what it means is that trolls do not remember training that they had while they were, uh, before they pupate. But, which is strange because that's different from, say, like, butterflies, if text posts on Tumblr are to be believed, which sometimes they are not, I will say. But there was um, something that was going around that, like, the caterpillar completely dissolves into, like, mush when it's in the chrysalis of, to become a butterfly. Like, there's nothing that remains solid inside. But if you train a caterpillar to have an aversion to a type of scent, the butterfly it turns into will also have an aversion to that scent. So they do remember training. Which So it's interesting that the chulls do not. I don't know. I don't know how much research Brandon has done on the biology of his fictional creatures, but I'm assuming he's done some, because they're cool and make sense. Anyway, that is the end of the chapter, and it is very late tonight, and I'm going to be up late tomorrow night, so unfortunately, despite the fact that I have not read much, I am going to call it a night. So, I will see you all hopefully tomorrow. I do have scroungers tomorrow. Oops, I know, I'm talking about scroungers again. But I will see if I can get some recording done tomorrow because time is running out before the release. And I kind of want to get this done before the release so that I like know everything and can talk with other people who know everything, right? And I want to be done with it. I want to know what happens. So um, until then, I will call it a night. So this is Feather signing off.